Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. I hope you've had a great week and I hope you have some really good weekend plans coming up. I know we're all looking forward to Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel across the country to the Los Angeles Chargers. That is so weird. Sometimes I think to myself, which is weirder, Las Vegas Raiders Los Angeles Chargers. I think we all can agree that we all say the Oakland Raiders and the San Diego Chargers, and I'll probably do that until the day I die. I, I don't know. It's just so weird for me to, to to see those two teams in those different locations. And nonetheless, the Steelers have a tough task ahead of them, and I hope that you all as fans are as prepared and hopefully as prepared as the team is as they're getting ready to go across that country trip. Look, the West Coast has not been very good. To the Steelers. If you've listened to Dave Schofield's Stat Geek on Thursday, great episode. Make sure you go back and check it out. He talks about how poor the team has done in the Pacific time zone. That is something I'm not going to explain. I'm not going to talk about it. You have to check it out yourself. And it's a good time to remind you that wherever you get your podcasts or listen to music, find us there. So let's say you just stumbled upon this article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and you're listening to the megaphone player in the podcast, good job. You found our podcast platform. Step two is to, if you're an Apple podcast user, subscribe to the channel. I'd love it if you gave us a five-star rating. 
Give us a great comment. If you love the content, we appreciate everything that you all have done for us thus far. Also, if you're a Spotify user like I am, follow. Follow the channel so that you get those notifications every time you get a new podcast coming your way. So make sure you check us out wherever you do that. All right. Random thoughts time. That's what Friday's kind of turned into. These random thoughts that come into my head, whether it's today on Friday, whether it's earlier in the week, I sometimes I jot them down on a piece of paper and then kind of compile them, and then I deliver them to you here on this Friday. Yes, we are going to have Blue Check back back on the show, so make sure you check uh, that out. It's the second segment, so don't go anywhere. Don't go leaving early. Don't go skipping out of class early, all right? Let's do some random thoughts. So earlier in the week, and I want to bring this up with Michael when he's when he joins me. I did a, I put a tweet out there, and it was really nothing that happened that made me tweet this, but I was thinking about how a lot of people were down on this upcoming quarterback draft class in the 2022 NFL draft. A lot of people are down on the free agents that are going to be available at the, from the quarterback position, and I was just kind of connecting the dots, and I just found myself saying there's a really good chance that Ben Roethlisberger's back next season as the quarterback, and so I tweeted this out and used a gif of Ben and of course, it was a, a mixed reaction. We'll put it that way. Some were like, yes, I could see it happening. Some were saying, I hope so. Ben can maybe win one when he leaves. Or um, some were like, oh, gosh, please, no. Anything but that, no. It, everyone has their own opinion. That's fine. The one thing, though, that I thought about was, does Ben's return really make a huge difference? I think we can all agree that from what we saw from, say, Mason Rudolph last Sunday, there's a difference. And I'm not saying that there wouldn't be a difference, but is it a huge difference anymore? In this offense, with this coordinator, with his skill set, would it be a huge difference if Ben comes back or doesn't? Boy, that's a tough question to answer, and I can't believe I'm even asking it. As a Big Ben fan, and I've been a Big Ben fan since 2004, like all of you have as well that have been that have been around that long, that have been paying attention that long. I know I have some young listeners that are, you know, middle school age and early high school that they've, you know, I, heck, I think someone's mom listens, follows me on Twitter, and they follow and listen to every show. They weren't around in 2004 when he was drafted. I've been a fan since then, so for me to ask the question of Does it even make a difference? My gosh, what a damning statement that is. What a damning statement that is regarding the quarterback situation of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the future of the quarterback position of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Ben Roethlisberger himself. I do think it would make a difference. Would it be huge? Sadly, no. I don't think it would. Next random thought. Don't be... (laughs) This is funny. Don't be the I-could-do-better fan. I Okay, so you might have played high school football. Congratulations. You might have won a state title in 1976. Awesome. You deserve that ring or that trophy or that plaque, whatever you were received. You might have played college football. That's great. Unless you played in the NFL. Please spare me the, I could do better. I could throw that pass. I could tackle that guy. You know what you sound like? You sound like the old man. Get off my lawn! Well, you old back when I used to play football, we wore leather helmets, and I tell you what, we'd go out there, and boy, we didn't care about nothing like money. We just got and hit each other. That's what you sound like. Come on, people. Don't be that fan. These players that are going out there, I mean, unless you're talking about some organizations that are absolutely putrid, 
I'm talking about organizations that haven't had a winning culture there in almost decades. These players are going out there and they're playing for their professional lives. They're trying. They really are. It might not always look like it, but they're trying. And don't be that person that says, I could do better. Okay, I'm not a bad athlete, but I know I couldn't do that. I know for a fact I couldn't do that. Oh, I could make that throw. Really, could you? Could you? Could you stand in that pocket with a 300-plus pound lineman bearing down on you? You're going to stand in the pocket, take the hit, and deliver a good pass? Yeah, you say you will. Yeah, let's see you do it. All right, next, crazy Chargers memories. Dave Schofield talked about some of these dates on his podcast on Thursday, which got my mind going. I mean, you think back to, I think back to Ben's early, I think it was 2005. It was a game where he hurt his knee, and everyone was thinking, oh, my gosh, like, Ben's hurt. What are the Steelers going to do? That was a big game. They ended up coming back and winning, I believe. I believe that was the game that James Harrison intercepted Drew Brees, I think. And he jumped over LaDainian Tomlinson was a legendary play in my mind. I'll never forget that game. Um, I now never forget the snow game where Troy Polamalu with the fingertip interception was against the Chargers. That was Phillip Rivers. But there was an all, another play in that game. I believe it was the same game. San Antonio Holmes had a punt return touchdown, a huge play. I remember Michael Vick leading the Steelers to victory, and that was the Le'Veon Bell walk-off wildcat play. Could have kicked a field goal. They didn't. Mike Tomlin didn't live in his fears in that game. That was a crazy game. I mean, there's been a lot of legendary games with the the Chargers, whether it's in San Diego or in Pittsburgh, and it just seems like for some reason they always have these moments, these moments of, wow, like that's a big moment in a big game, and a lot of these have definitely gone the Steelers' way. Let's hope that continues. Uh, this game coming up, the next random thought, is it's a challenge for the it factor of this Pittsburgh Steelers team. What is the it factor? For me, it is, do they have it or do they not have it? So everyone would agree that last week's game against the Detroit Lions at Heinz Field was a letdown. That game was disappointing. It was embarrassing. It was ugly. Whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. It all applies. But here's the thing. The it factor is, do they have what it it takes? Do they have it to get the job done? Do they have what it takes to actually go out there and say, we're going to go out and we're going to put forth a better product, even though we're shorthanded. Even though there's no Ben Roethlisberger, maybe, as of this being recorded, he's still on the COVID list. Or Minka Fitzpatrick, maybe, again, as of this being recorded, still on the COVID list. And we might have players injured, whether it's Kevin Dotson, whether it's TJ Watt, whether it's Chase Claypool, even though he's been limited the first two days of practice. Maybe they'll be missing someone else. Do they have what it takes? Do they have the it factor? That's a good question. This will be a good test. And then the last thing, this is an opportunity. I kept on thinking about this. I thought about this game, and I was thinking about my game pick, which I'll get into in the second half of this show. And I kept on thinking to myself, this is a chance for the Steelers to send a message. This is a chance for the Steelers to say, yeah, last week was last week. Week nine Monday nighter wasn't that pretty either. But we're going to go on the road. We're going to go to the West Coast, and we're going to beat a good team. Because even though the Chargers have been struggling, they're a good team. Good offense. They have a good quarterback. Good skill position players, whether you're talking about Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams. We all know Justin Herbert as the uh, quarterback. Uh, My goodness, they are talented. 
The Steelers go on the road, beat that team. And if they especially if they do that with a backup quarterback, without Minka Fitzpatrick, and maybe without someone like TJ Watt, what a statement that would be. That's sending a message. That is sending a message. All right. What we also do every Friday is we talk about goals, what the Steelers need to do to win that game that week. But before we do that, I always look back at last week's notes, and I say, what did the Steelers need to do to win the game? So let's go back and take a look. Leading up to this Detroit game, I said on offense they had to control the game and run the ball. I'm going to say no, even though they did rush for, I think, 140. Uh, Najee Harris went over 100. They threw it 50 times. And I did read and I listened to Mike Tomlin's press conference on Tuesday, and he talked about how, well, we played an extra period, blah, blah, blah. No, you almost had a 2-to-1 pass-to-run ratio. That doesn't happen in a 10-minute period. Not buying it. You got to win in the critical areas. No, didn't think that either. Third down offense was awful again, and uh, they didn't score in the red zone when it mattered the most. So first and five from the goal line, first and goal from the five, I should say, they didn't run it once, but if they score on a pass on first down, we don't even talk about it. Think about that. Lastly, get the big play. No, they didn't. They didn't have a big play. They went deep a lot, but not nothing connected. Nothing connected after that first drive. It was a whole lot of nothing for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. All right, let's go to the defense. And I said, get turnovers. No, they didn't. Didn't get any. Zero. Uh, Harass Jared Goff. I'll give you a ding, 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 ding. They did sack him, I believe, four times. They had quarterback hits, but he didn't have to throw that much because they gave up over 240 yards rushing. And then lastly, get the big play. Nope, they didn't. Didn't do that either. All right, so let's look at this upcoming game. Let's put that in the rear view, and let's look at this upcoming game. Here we have some goals on offense. I hate this word, by the way. Okay, for those that don't know, I'm a middle school teacher, and when kids would use this word, it just made me cringe. And the word was epic. Oh, that's so epic. Man, Mr. Hartman, it's so epic. Epic. I hated it. I can't stand it when anyone says epic. But in my opinion, epic as a word still has a lot of value and meaning. And so for me, I think they need to have an epic effort in the run game. I mean, this is a Najee Harris grinded out you are the guy game. And yes, people will say, but Jeff, he, he gets the ball too much. Oh my gosh. You, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do to win a game. And in this case, it might be, hey, Najee, hope you got your big boy pants on because we are going to be giving you the ball a lot. Next is protect the ball. Holy cow. I, this, is, this is not on Mason Rudolph, even though he did turn the ball over on Sunday in week 10. This is for the, the people carrying the football. Don't put it on the turf. Don't put it on the turf. That's simple enough. Lastly, on offense, make some splash, and that includes in the red zone. Mason Rudolph, go all the way back to the preseason. If you remember what that looked like, anyone? Bueller? Yeah. Drive down the field, stall in the red zone. We saw it again outside of the first opening drive of that game. They'd move down the field, drive would stall. Can't happen. And you got to do it with some splash. I'm not talking about 50-50 just throwing it up to James Washington. Have some plays designed to actually have some splash. I'd love to see it. So the offensive goals, simple. Have a great effort in the run game. Some might even call it epic. Second, protect the ball. Third, make some splash, especially in the red zone. All right, defensively, said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Take it away. What in the world has gone on with this team and this defense not being able to create turnovers? I know that sometimes you need a quarterback to take risks and you have to capitalize on it. But when a defensive tackle has 
almost as many interceptions, if not more, than most of your secondary, that's a problem. That's a problem. Take the ball away. Secondly, get after Herbert. They need to harass the you-know-what out of this kid. They need to get in his face, hit him early, often, and even if it's a little late, so be it. Get after him and make him think that every time he drops back to throw, he's going to get popped. Yes, you're probably going to want T.J. Watt in that to be to be a big factor. I do think that he will be able to play, but if you don't have him, someone else has to step up. I'm talking to you, Taco Charlton. And lastly, some unknown, please step up. Maybe it is Taco. Maybe it's a Sunday night taco party in Los Angeles. Someone, Alex Highsmith, if, if you know, if T.J. Watt's not there, it's going to have to be Highsmith that gets after it. Maybe it's Cam Sutton. Maybe it's James Pierre. Maybe it's Joe Hayden if he's able to play. Maybe it's someone, please, for the love of all things, holy step up. So the defensive keys, take it away, get after Herbert, and someone unknown, please step up. All right, in the second half of this show, right after this break, I'm going to bring on Mr. Blue Check back, so make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. You know it's Friday. You know what time it is. Blue Check Beck is back after a week hiatus. Michael, welcome back to the show. How's it going? Oh, I'm glad to be back, Jeff. I'm doing great. How are you? Well, you missed last week, and the Steelers had a dud of themselves. But I want to know how your your season finished up as a coach. You know, yeah. those that might not have listened all season that Michael was a offensive line coach up in uh, the great land of the Canucks. How did your season finish? So we wrapped up with another L, unfortunately. But uh, you did win a game, though. You did win a game. We did get one. Uh, you know, a, a learning experience for the guys. Uh, a young team, so we're excited to bring pretty much everyone back next year and uh, on to bigger and better things for sure. Was, was this your first year, like actually coaching since you stopped playing in college? Yeah, this was my first year uh, in the in the coaching staff. Uh, a couple of years off of. Uh, Football, I guess, but uh, I'm happy to be uh, back in uh, in the, the swing of things. Well, how did it go? I mean, I guess as a coach, I mean, trust me, I coached, uh, I was only in high school varsity as a head coach, but I did it for well over a decade. Uh, what was your what was your first experience as a coach? I would say I learned more about this game in just a few months than I really had in what, like 13 years playing it. Um, it was, uh, it was really a remarkable experience just be, being able to learn the X's and O's on a, on another level and you really gain an appreciation for uh, how much uh, time, especially head coaches put in and guys scouting these games. I like me as an assistant coach putting in 12 to 14 hours a day uh, for what felt like most days was definitely a challenge, but uh, it's something that uh, this game 
you really need to put the time in to get the results out. So it's something I really gain an appreciation over. Did it change the way you view the the Steelers, maybe even just from a viewing experience, from watching the game or an appreciation standpoint? Absolutely. I, I think from a game planning standpoint, uh, just looking at opponents, I, I can kind of figure out what uh, what either team's trying to do to one another now. And you can kind of see the counter punches uh, that the, the teams, when they uh, start to adjust things at halftime, those things are more easily identifiable for me, I'd say now. Um, those things kind of pop up a little bit, those plays that are built off of other plays, and you can kind of recognize what the offense, where it started and where it is now, especially for me, and just seeing uh, the, the kind of uh, evolution of what Matt Canna is trying to, trying to install is one of those things I think I've been able to pick up a little bit easier uh, than in years prior. So that's, uh, that's one thing that I, I'm definitely uh, – very grateful for the experience over because I think watching football, you can kind of see those things a whole lot easier. Well, you bring up Matt Canada. It's a good place to start here. And there's a lot of fans that have kind of taken a wait and see, taken a wait and see approach with Matt Canada is his first time ever calling plays in the NFL. And it's hysterical to me. Um, and I know this is the knee jerk reaction that a lot of fans have, but after last week's game, Mason Rudolph, I think a lot of people expected this grand change to happen, even though they found out on Saturday that Roethlisberger was going to be the quarterback, but there's people I have seen this on social media, some podcasters even that have said straight up, they would be fine. If the Steelers went in another direction next season with a new offensive coordinator, I think that is unbelievably unfair, but I do want to ask what your overall takeaway. We're about halfway through the season. Matt Canada's first year, you said you're learning more and more about the offensive scheme, stuff like that. You've been happy with what you've seen so far? I absolutely am. Uh, one of the things I think people need to keep in mind here is Matt Canada's had a limited Ben Roethlisberger. This isn't, this isn't 30-year-old Ben. This is almost 40-year-old Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Uh, there's been a ton of injuries in the receiving core. The offensive line is still subpar. They're not, they're not a, a unit that you'd rank amongst the top 16 units in the league, let alone where they're at close to the bottom of the league. So he is really working with a limited group here. Um, there's only so much you can do from a scheme perspective, especially if uh, you just don't have the talent to run some of these things that you really want to see uh, from a modern offense. So I really think he's developed a, a pretty good game plan. He's gotten Ben Roethlisberger doing some things. He just simply wouldn't do for Randy Feekner. So that is positive. But uh, I'm excited to see this offense grow when the talent around it gets better, because uh, I think once we have a better offensive line and uh, whenever they figure out the, the quarterback situation moving forward, because we all know that's up in the air. I think that's uh, that's when you'll really get to see what Matt Cannon is all about. And to, to write him off after one season, I think is absolutely unfair. And I, I, honestly, I think they're doing about as good a job as they can with the talent that they've been dealt. I agree a hundred percent. I think that we've seen, I did not like some of the things I saw against Detroit. I think we'd all agree with that, but at the same time, I think that I've seen more good than bad this season in terms of Matt Canada. But I want to ask you about the quarterback position. I put a tweet out there and I honestly didn't, there was nothing that spawned this tweet. It was literally, I was thinking about, and I, I lean on people like yourself, our Maddie Peverell, Andrew Wilbar, who writes for the website, and they follow college football much closer than I do. I don't even watch any of it until the Steelers season's done, and then we're talking about the NFL draft. Everyone says the same thing. The draft class is weak coming into the quarterback position. Okay, now that means a couple things. That means the Steelers could have a quarterback fall to them, meaning they're not all going to go in the top 10, and if the Steelers are not a top 10 pick, they might have the shot at, at, at a 
I would say one of the better quarterbacks, maybe if it's a weak class. Also, there's the free agent pool is not that great either. Now, yes, they could go out and try to sell the farm for uh, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, but I think that's highly unlikely. Michael, I, I went as far as to say that I think Ben's going to be back next year. And there was a, it was a mixed bag of re- reaction there. There were a lot of fans said, you know, I agree, Jeff, I could see it. I, I could, I might not like it, but I could see it. And then there were some that was like, no, they need to find someone else. Where do you stand on this situation? What do you think is the best course of action for the Steelers? Let's be honest. They're going to be a middle of the road team. They're not going to be drafting really, really early. It would have to take a complete collapse for that to happen. Michael, what do you see? at that quarterback position moving, moving into next season is a good way to put it. You know what, to, to build off one of the things you said there, uh, even if they collapsed, the Broncos last year were a five and well, I guess five and 11 team. see how the new schedules are messing with me, but the Steelers are five, five wins already in a tie Denver. They picked ninth overall. That's what, where they were. So the Steelers will only be higher than that, especially with the more games that went down the stretch here. So, uh, from that sense, they're not going to have a high pick at all. But when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger perhaps coming back, I think if they can't score one of the big fish, be it an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, uh, one of those names that have been floated around, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going into next year with the Matt Ryan or a Jimmy Garoppolo or I, I know Jeffrey Benedict loves Jacoby Brissett. Like that's what does that tell your team? That to me, that's like yeah, you know what? We're punting on a season, hoping uh, we can find another quarterback down the road. If Ben Roethlisberger wants to come back, you can't get one of these big fish guys. I'm okay with bringing Ben in and then trying to develop one of these lower level quarterbacks that we're seeing in this year's draft class. For me, as someone who's watched a ton of college football this year, I really don't think I'd take any of these quarterbacks in the first round. It's one of those things where the position gets juiced up because of how important it is in sports. So there probably will be one or two that goes in the first round. But to me, if you threw all the guys that are looking to come out this year and put them in last year's draft class with your Trevor Lawrence and your Zach Wilson and your Trey Lance, I don't know if any of them would have went over uh, what Kyle Trask, the, the 60th overall pick there. To the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there just isn't that talent. You can still find starters. Like you've, Dak Prescott was a third-round pick, but that is throwing darts at a dartboard. Um, you, you just get lucky sometimes to that position. There could be that guy late in the draft, but really it's one of those where it's just so hard to guess. Like It's not worth guessing over. Um, so if Ben is willing to come back and you can't get one of those big guys – I'm cool with another year, Ben, as long as you actually have a succession plan in place, because I don't think they have that right now. That's a good point about the succession play. Is there any quarterback right now that you're looking at saying like, I could see this kid maybe in the second round, if he's still available, he could be really good if he gets time to develop. Is there any quarterback that's on your radar right now? That's the thing. I've stood pretty true to Desmond Ritter the entire Entire year since the last draft, he is uh, the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats. He plays in an AFC North uh, environment outdoors there in Cincinnati. He's 6'4". He's a little skinnier, but he's still bigger than Lamar Jackson, and he's mobile and has a big arm. Uh, I think that's the the prototype guy that you want to sit for a year. He's kind of in the same mold as Trey Lance, if I'm being uh, real here, but just not with that that high-end explosiveness that we kind of got out of him. Um, when he uh, was playing in uh, North Dakota State. So hopefully uh, a guy like that that could follow the Steelers. But I think the one that they have the most interest in right now seems like Sam Howell. The Steelers are always at North Carolina. He went from someone who's supposed to be a, a, a top three pick to I don't even know if he's a, a day number two pick. But the Steelers have sent tons of tons of scouts 
Kevin Colbert's watched him a couple times in practice and against Pitt uh, the other week there. So the, those are kind of the two names that I'm most interested in uh, watching throughout this process. No Kenny Pickett? I am not the biggest uh, – I'm not bought into the hype yet. I, I think Pickett gets a lot of love in Pittsburgh because he's a Pitt guy. But uh, being being out here in the West Coast, that's a name that is not brought up that often. Uh, I, I think trying to be unbiased and away from that, I, I'm not sure if he's the guy. But uh, if he ends up being a slam dunk, oh, boy, the Steelers would get ripped for a, a Marino and then a picket. Oh, that, that's not one uh, you want to live through twice. Let's stick with the quarterbacks. I love talking about quarterbacks, whether it's college quarterbacks, you know, whatever. I have not said this publicly. I have not said this to anyone privately. There is a name an NFL quarterback right now, high pedigree player. I think about what everyone says, and I I trust, again, I'm not someone that's an expert. I trust what people say when they talk about a quarterback that Matt Canada would want, you know, a a mobile quarterback, good with the RPO, has that in his repertoire, is an intelligent quarterback. And there's a quarterback that's been floating around um, that I, I don't know why this name sticks out in my head, and I'm thinking I could see the Steelers taking a run on this guy and seeing if they could put him into Matt Canada's system and have me let me know what you think. I'm just going to throw it out there. If you say I'm an idiot, that's fine. Marcus Mariota. I, I knew you were going to say that. That's the funny thing. Uh, when, you, when you started saying that, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to bring up Marcus Mariota here. He, he has some definite. Uh, Turn the freaking robot. phone off. <laughs> I know. What the heck? Uh, I'm never this popular. Goodness gracious. You're verified. We know you're popular, Michael. You're verified. <laughs> Oh, my apologies. I don't know what's going on. Those are two different people too. But anyway, uh, more important things here. Uh, I think Marcus Mariota has a skill set. He was a good, he was a decent quarterback, I would say for Tennessee. Um, I'm not uh, just going to completely say uh, he would change the franchise at all, but if that's going to be a a pit stop guy, he's definitely someone that uh, could step forward and and give you something. Uh, I, I think he has some talent. Uh, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be too shocked if that's the way the Steelers went, especially with how Jay Glazer has been reporting. And we know that Glazer and Tomlin are kind of uh, golf buddies in the offseason. So I, I do value what Jay Glazer has to say, especially when it comes to the Steelers. So I do expect some sort of veteran quarterback to be the guy next year. But uh, to, when you look at the current free agent crop and uh, if they can even get their hands on one of the those big fish that could be a trade or release candidate, who knows, but uh, it seems like someone uh, could be uh, the quarterback of the Steelers. It, it, who knows? That could be Ben Roethlisberger once again. It could be. And I'm just thinking like, if, if Roethlisberger hangs it up and the Steelers are looking at Mason Rudolph, they can keep Dwayne Haskins at a cheap price. Not not saying they want to after the reports that he's been more less than hardworking. We'll put it that way. Uh, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, Mariota might be a guy that can come in and maybe he is that stopgap and they could still maybe draft a quarterback in the second round and have him learn. I don't know what they do with Rudolph. If, if Mariota comes in and beats him out, Rudolph, I guess, would remain the backup or or whatnot. Well, we'll see. But at the same time, I just want to get your take. I'm glad you didn't call me an idiot because in my mind, I've literally been thinking about this for the last like three weeks and I haven't told anyone. Not Dave Schofield when he comes to my house to watch a game. No one. And so, okay, I'm not crazy. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right, let's go into our NFL game picks, what we do every single week. Uh, You and I have been big on the over-under. Now, we don't do over-under on the show, but I think I've been, like, number one (laughs) on the entire site for over-under the last two weeks. I don't know. I just literally spent two seconds on these picks. And uh, you're coming up the leaderboard, right? You're, you're like, 10th. Is that what I saw? Yeah, I'm creeping up, Jeff. I'm coming for that spot. 
Okay, well, let's see. Let's start off on Sunday at 1 o'clock. The Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Indy's getting 7.5 points here on the road. Michael, what do you think about this? Good AFC game. It is a good AFC game, and you know what? I like Indy, Indianapolis picking up 7.5 points. That's a lot. Uh, I know they're I know they're the road team, but I I am digging that seven and a half points for Indianapolis. I am with you. There's something about the seven and a half. Maybe it's the hook. I don't know. I like the Colts getting seven and a half. Buffalo's good. I think they might win the game, but I think Indy keeps it close. Carson Wentz has been playing shockingly well. Keep that in mind. Carolina Panthers host the Washington football team. Cam Newton might be the starter going against his former coach in Washington. Caroline's giving three and a half. Carolina, my daughter's Caroline. Sorry. Carolina's giving giving three and a half. What do you think? about this game. Carolina seems to have a little bit of a spark in a bottle here after that game against Arizona. Yeah, I I'm starting to buy in on that. Uh minus three and a half. Uh I'm I'm totally for that. Give me the Panthers minus those points. Yeah, and then you but then you have Washington beating Tampa Bay last week. And so that kind of throws a wrench into everything, but I'm still gonna go with the Carolina Panthers at home. I, I will say Heineke, uh he seems to only be good against the Buccaneers. <laughs> good point as he played well in the playoffs you're right all right let's go to let's go to the windy city chicago hosting the baltimore ravens the ravens haven't played since they lost on thursday night football to the miami dolphins chicago they're a mixed bag of goods we know that from a personal experience as steeler fans baltimore ravens are giving four and a half on the road what do you think about this game any chance of an upset I don't know if uh, Chicago will win, but I, I've learned that Baltimore is not that team. Uh, they're not the team that's going to come in and just slap someone. They're, they're, that's not what's going to happen. This is going to be a three-point game. So I think Chicago plus four and a half every day of the week I'm taking that. I think that and this is a funny story. So Lamar Jackson has been sick, and this is not the first time he's been sick with a non-COVID injury. I have a good friend of mine. I've talked about him on my podcast. He's a season ticket holder. I sent him a, a, the text the other day. I was like, what the heck's up with this guy? He tells me I he, this is 100% serious. He goes, I think Lamar Jackson has IBS. <laughs> I said, you got to be kidding me. Like, you're serious? He goes, it's the only thing that can explain him being sick that much. So I don't know. Maybe as Crohn's, whatever it is, I'm not switching that on anyone, but still Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced this week as of this being recorded. I'm going to go with Baltimore though, minus four and a half on the road. I don't think Chicago is going to be that good. And, and Baltimore's due to bounce back IBS anyways. All right. So <laughs> Cleveland, is the Detroit lions, Cleveland's giving 10 and a half points. I'm going to let you make your pick first. And I'll say what I think. Oh, this is brutal. Uh, Detroit coming off that, I guess, emotional, I don't even know what you call it for them. Would that be a positive? That, that tie, I'm not sure. But I, I feel like Cleveland bounces back after uh, what that stinker was for them in New England. So I, I kind of like the minus 10 and a half here. Uh, I know what happened in Pittsburgh, but I, I think Cleveland actually takes care of business. There was a, there was a stat I saw that uh, it's something like on even weeks or maybe it's odd weeks or something that when on odd weeks, the, the lions get absolutely lambasted, but it's in the E the odds or something. So when this, they played the Steelers in week 10, so it'd have been even they've been close, like within a field goal of every single game. And then in the odd weeks, they get crushed. It's an odd week. I'll take the Browns giving 10 and a half <laughs> uh, San Francisco. 49ers are giving six and a half on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You like the home dog here to cover. Oh, this is a this is a kind of a tough one for for me. I just think uh, Shanahan he usually has a, a stinker after a good game. Uh, so I, I part of me wants to go with the Jags, but they're just they're a bunch of Jags. So give me the Niners minus six and a half. <laughs> I agree that uh, I'm going to take San Fran minus six and a half. 
Um, let's go to Green Bay. Still one o'clock. This is shockingly a one o'clock game. Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Aaron Rodgers nursing a toe injury. Uh, Green Bay's giving one and a half on the road. What do you think about this game? Yeah, essentially a pick of my, I guess, in this sense. But uh, I, I think uh, the Packers just have a little bit more firepower than the Vikings can hang with. So uh, this being such a close spread, I, I'm definitely inclined to go with the Packers uh, 10, 10 out of 10 times here. I'm going to take the Packers as well. Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Uh, still at 1 o'clock, Miami Dolphins at New York Jets, an AFC East matchup. Miami's giving three and a half. What do you think about this game? Yeah, Miami shows they, they have something. They got a whole heck of a lot more than the Jets have, especially if they're going to start Joe Flacco. Uh, give me Miami minus three and a half. No problem. Again, I agree. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, everyone. He's still starting in the NFL. Elite. Take the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> All right. The Philadelphia Eagles host the New Orleans Saints. Philly's giving two and a half. This NFC matchup. What do you think, Michael? Philly's playing some pretty good football right now, but I I kind of feel like that's a sham. I, I'm not buying it. I'm still going to ride with the Saints here, plus two and a half. Uh, I think Philly's been the better team, but I think uh, New Orleans gets one here. I agree. I, I'm not disagree, actually. I'm going to take Philly at home. I think they're an improving team. Jalen Hurts is getting better by the week. I'll take the Philadelphia Eagles. The Tennessee Titans are giving nine and a half at home to the Houston Texans. This spread seems pretty small to me. I'm not sure what's going on here. What do you think about this uh, AFC South game? Oh, the Texans are so bad. They are just so terrible. Yeah. I think Terod Taylor might be back in the lineup this week. I think that's why it's a little bit closer. The Texans played better with him at starting quarterback, but ugh, I don't like that roster. I don't like that coaching staff. Give me the Titans. Heck, I, I'd probably take the Titans plus 15 and a half. Uh, so nine and a half, no problem. Yeah, nine and a half. Like I said, it seemed pretty low. I felt it would at least be double digits. It's not. I'll take the Titans. We go to 405. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. The Raiders have been reeling as of late, coming off the loss to the Chiefs. Last week, Cincinnati coming off their bye week. Cincinnati's actually giving one and a half on the road. Anyway, the Raiders rise up and beat the Bengals. Uh, there's just so many factors right now. The Raiders have gone through it this year with all their problems off the field, uh, which there's been a laundry list over. Bengals coming off a bye week. There's just a recipe for the Bengals to go in and take care of business and hardly break a sweat against the Raiders. So give me the Bengals minus those points. Sadly, I agree. The Bengals break their losing streak. I'll take the Bengals even giving the points. The Dallas Cowboys go to Arrowhead. Kansas City's kind of right of the ship. They win last week. Dallas also wins last week. Dallas is actually getting two and a half points here on the road. Who do you like in this game? Uh, this is kind of a tough one because I think the Chiefs are a sham. And I still think the Cowboys aren't uh, quite as good as what uh, I've uh, given them credit, or I guess the league has given them credit for at this point. But uh, I think the Chiefs have enough to win this game and win by more than a field goal. So give me Kansas City. I am going to take Dallas in this game, getting the points. I think they have the better offense right now. They have the better defense right now. The only thing the Chiefs have going for them is they're at home. I think Dallas travels well, and I like. It. I agree with you. I don't think Kansas City is that good. I think the Cowboys are better. I'll take the Cowboys. Uh, still, 425, the Arizona Cardinals going to the Seattle Seahawks. Arizona is giving two and a half on the road in this NFC West matchup. This is in your neck of the woods. What do you think? Yes, the old Pacific Northwest. Uh, I don't think the Seahawks are that good of a team, uh, especially with Russell Wilson rehabbing way too quick, uh, trying to be Captain America, which he clearly is not. He played terribly last week. Give me the Cardinals minus two and a half. I'd probably take this at a much bigger spread, to be honest, too. But the Cardinals minus two and a half, I'm taking that every day of the week. 
yeah, Kyler Murray should be back in the lineup. It doesn't look like Hopkins will be back, but Kyler Murray should be back. Like you said, Russell Wilson, shame on the Seahawks for throwing him back in there. A player can say he's ready, but unless he can prove it, I don't believe it. So I'll take the Cardinals giving two and a half on the road there as well. Uh, we're going to talk about the Steelers in a second. Let's go to Monday Night Football. The New York Giants go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's coming off that loss to Washington. The New York Giants are getting 10 and a half points on the road. Mike, any way they cover? The Giants are bad. They're just a bad football team. I know we said this every week, but uh, I just cannot side with the Giants on this. Give me the Buccaneers, minus 10.5. I know it's a lot of points, but uh, I just can't see the Giants sticking in that game. I'm going to take the Giants getting 10.5 here. They wow. seem to play teams close. They take that. Trust me, they're not going to win the game, but I think <laughs> they're going to keep it close enough to cover that 10.5 point spread. Let's get to the game everyone wants to talk about Sunday at 8.20, another flipping Monday Sunday night game. The Steelers in L.A., they don't typically play too well out there. The Chargers have not been playing their best football either. Pittsburgh is getting six and a half on the road. Michael, what do you think about this one? Oh, the recipe for this to be an absolute uh, abysmal evening uh, is really starting to take shape. They got to go cross country. They have the opportunity to be without Ben Roethlisberger and Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. And, and, and it just is not boding well for the Steelers. Uh, I am definitely uh, leaning heavily on that Chargers plus or minus six and a half, it, it could be a whole lot worse than that. I am going to take the Steelers here, getting the points. Um, I, I think that this is a Steelers team that is resilient, even though they are banged up and they've got a lot going against them. And maybe they don't win this football game, but I think they're at least going to keep it close. Now, of course, I did predict them to win. I have them winning in a shocker. Chris Boswell kicking the game-winning field goal to win 23-21. to 21. Um Mason Rudolph is going to have to prove to me that he can score in the red zone. And this goes all the way back to the preseason. If you remember when Rudolph was in the game, what did he do? Move right down the field, drive with stall in the red zone, kick a field goal. That's the one thing that has to change. And so I feel like this is a game that a lot of people are not picking the Steelers where their backs are against the wall, especially under Mike Tomlin in a big game, big moment. They typically rise up. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lose this game. All right, Michael, any final words before we uh, call it a segment? Um, not too much. I just hope the Steelers uh, can, can kind of play a game that uh, surprises me. Uh, I love your optimism. I am worried for this one. Uh, hopefully they can uh, fly across the country and deliver another one of those shocking games, especially if Mason Rudolph's in a quarterback Steelers backup QBs love beating the Chargers, So maybe they can give us one uh, to kick off this holiday season here. If Mike Vick can do it, Mason Rudolph can do it too. All right, folks. Uh, thanks, Michael. We appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Jeff. All right, take it easy. All right, I want to thank Michael Beck for joining me as he always does every single Friday. I mean, he did, he did, he missed a couple weeks. You know, he's a very important person. You listen to the podcast. My gosh, his phone was ringing off the hook. He's like the Adam Schefter of Behind the Steel Curtain, but I digress. Okay, heart to heart, as we always finish it up every week, I wanted to take the time to thank you, the listener. Thanksgiving is coming up. And you'll hear a lot of Thanksgiving memories from the Behind the Steel Curtain staff coming up, and I will be one of those. And, and there will be a lot of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, there will be a lot of Thanksgiving, I should say. And I want to thank the listener, the loyal listener, especially my f- following, my listening crew. I don't want to say my fans because I feel like that's very pompous. And I just want to say thank you. My ride-or-die crew is the best. You all listen to my show, whether the Steelers win, 
Whether they lose, whether they're in season, whether they're out of season, it doesn't matter. And that tells me that you care enough about my opinion that you'll never miss a show. And this the the overall platform has just been it's been amazing. We have I said this on Wednesday, I'll say it again a little bit clearer. We have set records every single month of this regular season in terms of overall production from our podcast platform. And that is we set a new record in August and then we broke it. Set a new record and broke it. And guess what? In November, we're ready on pace to break another one. And a lot of that is you, the listener, but not just you, the listener, but you, the fan that is sharing it. Someone that's saying, hey, check these guys out. I love their podcast. I love this show. I love that show. If you don't like my show, that's fine. I'm not offended. I'm not for everyone. But at the same time, for those of you that have shared it, thank you very much. You're spreading the good word, and we appreciate every single one of you. So as we get geared up for Thanksgiving here in the United States, I wanted to give a thanks to all the listeners, not just to my Let's Ride and my Ride or Die crew. I do appreciate every single one of you, but also to everyone that enjoys our entire platform. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right. I will be back. Now, I'm not going to be back on the post-game show. I'll be back on Let's Ride on Monday morning at 9 a.m., so make sure you check that out for winners and losers. Let's hope for a victory Monday, people. Let's hope for a victory Monday. I got a good feeling. I got a feeling. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. If you don't know that song, you're not a fan, just so you know. All right, that's it. Have a good weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go see It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.